This is Curl Up with a Cat Tale, and I'm Gwen Cooper, the New York Times bestselling author of numerous cat-centric titles, including Homer's Odyssey, A Fearless Feline Tale, or How I Learned About Love and Life with a Blind Wonder Cat, Spray Anything, More True Tales of Homer and the Gang, and The Book of Possum, Head Bonks, Raspy Tongues, and 101 Reasons Why Cats Make Us So, So Happy. We're here to celebrate all things feline and to tell inspirational cat tales. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of Curl Up with a Cat Tale with Gwen Cooper. I am, of course, Gwen Cooper, your host, and delighted, as always, to be here with you. Coming up later in this week's episode, I'm going to be reading excerpts from my newest book, which I am delighted to say, I'm delighted a lot, apparently, in this in this podcast. I am delighted to say that it will be available on Tuesday, November 29th. Uh, it is o- already available for pre-order on Amazon in ebook format. And the book is You Are Possum. 75 Reasons Why Your Cats Love You and Why Loving Them Back Makes You a Better Human. And as I said, the book is available for pre-order in ebook format on Amazon. And if you pre-order the book now, you can get it for 50% off of the eventual list price and 50% of my of all of my earnings from pre-orders and first week orders will be donated to Cobble Small Animal Rescue, um, who are still doing their incredible work. Uh, Charlotte Maxwell Jones, who was a guest on this show and, and I hope will return to the show at some point, and who is just doing the most amazing work for the animals of Afghanistan who are still there, even though we have left. Uh, there are still many animals in need and Charlotte is is just a brave and incredible woman for staying where she is staying under such difficult circumstances to help them out. And so we are going to help her out with a little moral support and more to the point, I suppose, a little financial support. So I, I have to start out this podcast, by the way, for apologizing um, for two things. The first is, uh, you may notice I sound a little nasal, and my allergies have just been going nuts for the last couple of days. I've taken Claritin and, and nose spray and, and all this stuff. I really, um, part of the reason why, for those of you who are part of my Patreon community, this episode is, um, I'm posting it about uh, 36 hours later than I normally would for my Patreon community. And that is in part because I was hoping that if I gave it enough time, I would not sound so nasal when I recorded. Um, Although that is not the main reason. Uh, Here's the main reason. I'm going to get a little, as as I like to say, inside baseball. I'm going to give you a little behind the scenes glance at at how the podcast works or, or how it functions. So this is not a huge podcast by any stretch of the imagination, I would say my listenership um, for a typical episode is is somewhere between 700 and 1,000 listeners per episode. Um, so while that is, I, I guess, bigger than than quite a few podcasts that are out there, it's, it's not big by any stretch of the imagination, um, which is okay, because I actually like that I'm, I'm talking to a, a small and, and intimate core group of of really engaged readers. I don't like using the word fans. Um, 
because I don't think of us as as fans. I think of us really. I, I I think of this as as a community, and and again, it is a small and intimate one. And and for me, the upside of that is that I can talk about things that I would only be comfortable discussing in a smaller and more intimate setting. Um, I realize that I do not actually literally know all of you personally. Um, you you are not actually all on my mailing list or people who I engage with routinely on social media. Um, but I do feel ultimately because it's such a small group that, that I do know all of you. And I, and I generally know that you come from my mailing list or my social media community. So I feel like there is, is some point of contact between us aside from just this podcast. Um, again, many of you are, are part of my Patreon community, which is so amazing and and for which I am incredibly grateful to you. And so, like I said, I, I feel like, you know, when, when I'm talking here, I do very much feel like I am among friends and I can discuss things with you. I, I realize, again, that a podcast can be listened to by anybody, um, but I do have this this sense of being among friends when I record this. Interestingly, so something happened this week. Um, yeah, that that is a little bit odd, and that is that at some point in the last few days, um, I got in instead of you know in a typical day, like I said. So I get like six or you know between seven hundred and a thousand listeners per episode. Um, so on a typical day, you know, the day that a podcast actually a new episode posts. I get most of the downloads because I guess most people are subscribers, which is great. Um, and then after that, I get maybe 40 or 50 downloads a day after that first rush of downloads for my subscribers. Um, but the other day, and not a day when a new episode had posted, I might add, um, I got 20,000 downloads, <laughs> which is a lot, a lot more than what I usually get. And from what I can tell on the back end, they're all coming from some unspecified Android podcast app. So it's not, you know, it's not widely distributed. It's not like like this number is coming from all of the different places where my podcast is available. It looks like it's just one place that is sent everybody over. Um, I'm inclined to think that it is either a software reporting glitch of some kind or that it's anomalous. Um, and by that, I mean that that whatever it is that's caused it, even if it is genuinely 20,000 people, that this is not a new phase of, of my podcast where suddenly I go from getting 1,000 listeners per episode or, or fewer even to getting 20,000 listeners per episode. Um, I don't know, maybe somebody who has a podcast on this unspecified Android app mentioned me or, or linked to me. Again, though, I'm, I'm really inclined to think that it's a glitch in the software uh, and that I will find at some point in the next week that that the number jumped, but it didn't really jump or, or was not for any particular reason. Um, but having said that, there was a I, I had a content already set up for today's podcast and, and I was going to tell a story, a somewhat intimate story. Um a story in which not everybody involved and ends up looking good, let's say. Uh, not that I was planning to trash talk anybody, but, you know, stories to be interesting have to have a protagonist and an antagonist, even even true stories. And this one definitely has 
an antagonist. Um, but it's not a story. And, and while it's a story I would feel comfortable discussing in my just among us friends, typical expectation when I'm recording a podcast, it is not necessarily a story that I would want to tell to 15 to 20,000 strangers who I, who, where I have no idea where they're coming from or what their interests are, even if they like cats. Again, I don't really know. I mean, it would seem counterintuitive to think that anybody would download a podcast called Curl Up with a Cat Tale if they were not interested in cats. But again, I, I really have no idea what's going on with this weird sudden spike. So I kind of want to give it a week and see how things go before I go back to my more intimate, personal storytelling style. And even if it, it does, you know, I don't want anyone to worry, even if it does turn out that this is a legitimate spike and that my audience has suddenly grown tremendously, once I know that these people who are listening are real people who are really interested in cats and in what I do, then I will be more than happy to discuss anything that I would previously have been willing to discuss. I just kind of want to give it a week, maybe two, and see what happens. So that's what I'm going to do. Um, but the good news for those among you who are regular listeners and who have never been able to join me at one of my in-person readings or who maybe don't have a subscription to, um, what is it, to, to Audible, which is Amazon's audiobook download service, or, or who you know do not listen to audiobooks, who may not have heard me reading from my own work, especially not from a new work, um, you will get to hear me read a little bit from the new book. And I'm really excited about this book. It really is. It, again, it is called You Are Possum, 75 Reasons Why Your Cats Love You and Why Loving Them Back Makes You a Better Human. I had dinner with a friend the other night who said, who said, wow, you really are shameless in your pandering to your readers, aren't you? And I responded with genuine indignation by saying, I do not pander to my readers. I genuinely think I really, to the very core of my being believe that people who love cats are better than most other kinds of people. Um, and this is because I really, I, I always say this, I'm so lucky to have written a cat book, um, or, or now at this point, many cat books, but I always say that, that the greatest thing about writing about my cats for all these years is that it has put me in touch with so many amazing humans. And I stand by that statement. That is absolutely the truth. Um, the very best people, you know, you don't think of yourself as making a lot of new friends the the longer, the, the older you get. I was going to say the longer you go through life because I'm a writer and I can think of good ways to say things. Now, the older you get, <laughs> I don't know why that was so hard for me. Um, but the older you get, the harder it can be to make new friends. And, and you also tend to have this feeling that, that you've seen everything there is to see. You've met every kind of person you're going to meet. And I just really keep on meeting amazing, amazing people through this work that I do. Amazing people, these amazing humans who love cats and that it, there are certainly more to them than the fact that they love cats. Um, but it really has cemented this belief on my part that the cat lovers are legit amazing people. I do not say that to pander to my audience or to myself. Um, and so I'm really glad I got to write this book because of, of course, all of my books are about cats, 
uh, my cats, stories about cats in general, cats that we love, why we love them. And it is certainly, I feel, very fertile ground for me. Um, but this time I got to write about why cat people are such amazing people, because I do genuinely also believe that that cat people tend to get a bad rap. So yeah, so this is a real, a real love letter to cat lovers and also to cats. Of course, obviously, I talk about how amazing cats are in the book as well. And this seems as good a segue as any into the next part of our show. So we are going to take a very short break of about 30 seconds or so. And when we come back, I will be reading excerpts from my new book, You Are Possum, 75 Reasons Why Your Cats Love You and Why Loving Them Back Makes You a Better Human. So sit back, get comfortable, and stick around for more Curl Up With a Cat Tale. Tuesday, November 29th, You Are Possum, 75 Reasons Why Your Cats Love You, and Why Loving Them Back Makes You a Better Human. So I'm going to be reading a, a few of these 75 reasons. Um, and just to give you a sense, every entry in the book, there, there are varying lengths. Some of the entries are very, very short. Some of them are a little bit longer. I'm going to be reading some of the longer ones just because I don't want to read for you know, four minutes and and then be done. Um, but just to give you a sense, so some of the ones that I'm reading now are some of the longer ones. Um, they're many, if not most of the entries in the book are are of about this length. They're shorter. Probably none are really longer than most of them. Um, you are probably going to hear me scrolling down on my computer keyboard. I am not going to edit those sounds out because I'm I'm keeping it real. <laughs> you 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 are going to feel like you are actually here with me in the closet where I record this podcast, listening to me as I scroll down on my computer screen and and read this to you. Um, I mean, I could edit it out, but I, you know, my, my husband always says that, that I should keep some of these little flaws and imperfections in the podcast because, again, I'm speaking to a small group of, of friends, let's say, um, unless those 20,000 people <laughs> have stuck around, in which case I'm sorry. Uh, this may not sound as polished as some of the podcasts you listen to, but uh, like I said, we, we, we keep it real here uh, at Curl Up with a Cattail. And so without any further ado, um, I read to you a few selections from the book, You Are Possum, 75 Reasons Why Your Cats Love You and Why Loving Them Back Makes You a Better Human. You berate yourself whenever you scold your cat. Being of Jewish descent, guilt is basically my birthright. I feel guilty for keeping a friend on the phone too long or not long enough. For having forgotten to ask our local pizzeria to deliver our pie with a well-done crust, my husband's preference. For disturbing the backyard robins and squirrels when I hang out on my deck. Heck, sometimes I even feel guilty for being born. When I was five years old, 
My mom took me into the dressing room at Birdine's while she tried on bathing suits, where she pointed to her C-section scar and said, look at what your big head did to me. In my mom's defense, and according to the proprietress of the hat shop in Soho, I actually do have a slightly larger-than-average head circumference. My cats are certifiable experts at making me feel guilty, although doing so is clearly so easy as to be almost unworthy of their prodigious talents. Not for them the need to sulk or pout, or open their eyes wide in a hangdog expression, or rub harder than usual against my leg in an attempt to remind me that their breakfast really should have been served at least 20 minutes ago. The worst, however, is when I find myself having to scold my cats for one reason or another. Clayton for having chewed the ear off of the cat-shaped wooden footrest I once brought home from a flea market. Or Fanny for having pilfered a sample bag of dry cat kibble from the kitchen cabinet she knows she's not allowed to open. Bad cat. I'll say in the sternest voice I can muster, accompanied by an equally stern wag of my finger. That's very, very bad. But then, inevitably, I feel like an ogre. They didn't mean to be bad, I remind myself. They're just doing what cats do. Who do I think I am? The matron at some dour reform school for misbehaved cats? What do my poor, bereft kitties even have to look forward to in their sad little days, if not for whatever love and affection I might dispense to them. Without that, their lives would be nothing but a blistering hellscape, an endless cycle of naps and toys and personal massages provided by their recalcitrant human slave, and thoughtfully prepared meals served punctually on time. The horror! Who could endure such a joyless existence? It's usually when I reach this point in my thoughts— and as a way of offsetting the intensity of my crushing guilt, that I'll hand out the temptations bag and dispense treats with a liberal hand. Forgive me for having yelled at you, I plead. I didn't mean it. I'll do better next time. The irony of the whole thing, of course, and as their bored little faces are at pains to inform me, is that my cats, being cats, never actually gave a flip that I was angry at them in the first place. Possum. You debase yourself for your cat's amusement. My husband used to think I was sharp as a tack. My keen intellect was one of the things that first drew him to me, he always said, alongside my incisive wit and general air of cosmopolitan sophistication. Then I moved into his apartment with my three cats. It was no more than a day or two into our co- it was no more than a day or two into our cohabitation when my husband, then my boyfriend, heard me, in a goofy falsetto, query of my cat Homer, was those nom-nom so nummy? Was they so nummy in your weasel tummy? It's probably not an exaggeration. It's probably not an exaggeration to say that in the 18 years since, his opinion of my intellect hasn't entirely recovered. What can I say? A fear of looking foolish isn't really one of my biggest fears. It comes well behind, for example, a fear of finding hairs on my chin, my new big thing since turning 50, or a spider in my bed, or pretty much anything that would require me to spend significant amount of time in any kind of natural setting that wasn't a beach. And while I would generally prefer not to look foolish in front of others, the things that tickle my cat's fancy tend to take precedence. 
Besides, as I've painstakingly explained to my husband more times than I can count, if I don't speak to my cats in that voice, how will they know I'm talking to them and not somebody else? Who among us hasn't found themselves wriggling around on their belly so as to be at cat's eye level when playing a game of swipe the toy mouse in my hand? Or babbling incoherently in their special talking to my cat voice? Who's my fuzzy wuzzy wizzle boy? And sure, I sometimes find myself intimidated by those frighteningly put-together women I see on TV or roaming the streets of Manhattan. Women in four-figure suits with a kind of straight, shiny hair that somebody obviously spent hours blowing out for them, and who look as if phrases like nom-noms and fuzzy-wuzzy would never in a million years cross their immaculately made-up lips. But then I reflect that these women have probably never known the joys of donning a plastic hula skirt still hanging around your closet from some decades-old Halloween party and swishing it around like a person in the throes of an epileptic fit just for the sheer fun of watching your cat chase after you while swiping furiously at the fringe. Possum. You defend your cat against visitors who complain about cat hair. What's a cat-hating psychopath like that even doing in your house in the first place? Possum. Duty butt. Maybe you call it something different in your house. Maybe you don't have a name for it at all. Maybe you've never heard yourself of a quiet Sunday morning, hollering to your husband who's downstairs making coffee, bring me some toilet paper. We have a Category 5 duty butt emergency up here. I'm referring, of course, to the unpleasant but well-nigh inevitable eventuality of having your cat step into the litter box to do his business. Then exit said litter box, having sadly failed to leave everything behind. In other words, an unwelcome tag-along still clings to the fur of your puss's posterior, showing no signs of dislodging itself on its own. Sometimes your cat remains blissfully unaware of the problem. Sometimes he's entirely aware, scooting his tush frantically across white rugs and fresh bed sheets and assorted pieces of tough-to-clean furniture, or perhaps even, as my Clayton does, Attempting to outrun the sticky stowaway, which is about as effective as trying to treat a headache with leeches. Regardless, dollars to donuts, your cat will desperately need your help to resolve the matter, and yet, at the same time, adamantly refuse to accept any help from you whatsoever. Many's the time I found myself, roll of toilet paper clutched in one hand, racing around the house after a fleeing cat, knowing that my eventual reward when I finally do catch her, will be the joy of using that roll of toilet paper to pull poop out of her tushy fur like I was trying to get peanut butter out of a shag rug. But what can you do? Even with a healthy diet and a probiotic powder to aid kitty's digestion, into every life a little duty butt must fall. Unpleasant as it is, when push comes to shove, comes to poop, you roll up your sleeves and get in there to handle the sticky situation like a champ. Being a cat parent ain't always glamorous, but that's the mother-flipping job. Possum. You will never leave your cat. Over the course of a lifetime, you'll leave homes and schools and jobs and lovers. You'll leave friends you swore you'd never forget and restaurants you used to eat in once a week and at least one teacher who changed your life forever. 
You'll leave behind yearbooks and school books and old toys and broken appliances and furniture you spent hours and hours shopping for and shoes that are no longer fashionable and the wildly patterned dishes you bought when you first got your own place, but that now don't quite seem like you. But the one thing you will never, ever leave behind is your cat. You will never outgrow your cat. You will never try to upgrade your old cat with a newer model. You will never decide that whereas cats used to be all the rage, everybody on TikTok has one. Now they're passe. You will never ditch your cat because life has gotten too hard or too complicated or too much fun in ways that would make it easier not to have the obligation of caring for a cat. You will never move away and leave your cat behind because moving with a cat is inconvenient or because you've decided to begin a new life somewhere else or because maybe you're moving in with someone who doesn't like cats all that much. How would that even work anyway? Your cat is your heart, after all. And everybody knows that it's impossible to just go off somewhere and begin anew while leaving your heart behind. You'd never even think of trying. Possum. You love your cats just the way they are. Every cat has their own distinct personality, as any cat lover will tell you. I once lived with a cat who found it intensely unbearable to be in the presence of any human being other than me. At the other end of the spectrum, one of the cats I live with now is so very desperate for nonstop human attention that he actually likes going to the vet's office, where they give him shots, because at least the person administering said shots is paying attention to him while doing so. There are cats who are happy by nature, and cats whose primary personality trait seems to be an overwhelming hostility toward any and all living things, extending even to other cats, who might otherwise seem to be the human-hating cat's natural ally. There are cats who play from the moment they wake up in the... that. There are cats who... Sorry, I, I misread a little bit there. There are cats who play from the moment they wake up until the moment they take their first of their roughly 75 daily cat naps. And then there are cats who simply can't be bothered with such foolishness. There are cats who like to lie in laps, cats who prefer to sleep lap adjacent, not so much on as near their preferred human. And then there are cats who'd rather nap solo. There are cats who love eating people food and cats who are equally happy to stick with their own kibble. Thank you very much. And so on, and so on, and so on. If we're being totally honest, we'd probably have to admit that certain qualities are probably objectively better than others. It's better to have a cat who purrs when new people enter your home than one who is to be locked up for fear he might aggressively hurt them. It's better to have a cat who's happy to eat healthy cat food you pick up for him than one who's constantly demanding unhealthy treats. It's better to have a cat who tolerates the other cats in your house or who's friendly to the significant other you recently committed to or who uses the litter box and only the litter box when nature calls. But nevertheless, ask somebody why they love the person they love and you're apt to hear things like, she's smart, she's funny, she's a good friend to her friends. And sure, those are all legitimate reasons to admire someone. But here's the great truth when it comes to love. While you can always point to the reasons, the reasons aren't the point. 
This was a fundamental truth I never fully understood until I came to live with cats and to be a part of a great global community of cat lovers. Because while I've met or been in communication with thousands of cat lovers over the years, I've never heard a single one say something like, I love my buttons because she's so friendly, or I love Snowflake because he's so playful. The truth is, we don't love our cats because of specific personality traits they may or may not possess. We love our cats simply because they're ours, regardless of what their personalities may be. Which is really just another way of saying that cat lovers have been gifted with a tremendous capacity for love, a love that doesn't judge, that doesn't demand, and that doesn't bother trying to look for reasons and quasi-logical explanations that don't even matter all that much anyway. Possum. And that concludes our reading from You Are Possum, 75 Reasons Why Your Cats Love You and Why Loving Them Back Makes You a Better Human. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, hearing a, a little snippet from the book, which again will be available on November 29th and is available on Amazon for pre-order now, at least in ebook form. There will, of course, be a paperback edition um, that will launch the same day as the ebook does. It's just that Amazon, for whatever reason, does not allow you to, to take pre-orders for paperback books um, when it's a self-published book. So I could not make the paperback available for pre-order, but like the ebook, it will also be available for 50% off the week of launch. So I encourage you to buy it that first week and I will be donating 50% of all pre-orders and first week sales to Cobble Small Animal Rescue. And again, if you are, are a longtime listener of the show, you know what they do. If not, I encourage you to go back and look for my interview with Charlotte Maxwell-Jones to learn more about this amazing organization. And of course, for those of us here in the United States, this week is Thanksgiving. I certainly wish everybody who celebrates a wonderful, wonderful holiday. I am thankful this year, as I was last year and hope to be next year, to have all of you spending time with me. And I certainly hope you will tune in next week for another all-new episode. And that concludes this episode of Curl Up with a Cat Tail with Gwen Cooper. Don't forget to invite your feline-loving friends to listen to new episodes along with you. If you'd like to subscribe to this podcast, find out how to get your name and your cat's name included in my next book, or leave comments or questions for me to answer in future podcasts, head on over to GwenCooper.com now. Thanks so much for joining me, and don't forget to hug your cat today.